What up, y'all? How y'all doing today? Yeah, this is CEO Spoken King right here. And I want to say one thing. Not also am I a poet, but now I am a published author. Yes, go ahead. Go down to Amazon and go or on your Kindle and go look up Dominic's Words by CEO Spoken King. Yes, it is a good story. And the way I did this book is pretty awesome because I mixed in poetry with a novel and a story that's that got a good plot, a good setup, and stuff like that. Hey, look, my phone even went off and said, you know what? Let's just start celebrating on it right now. So, yeah, go ahead and go to Amazon right now and go get your copy of Dominique's Words by CEO Spoken King. Alright, till then y'all, y'all have a beautiful blessed day. The King now.
Yes, it's that time where I interview a very special guest right here on the Tea Corner, brought to you by T-Line Beats Production. And now let's go. How y'all doing today? This is your man right here, Mr. CEO Spoken King, and I'm here with a very special guest, Mr. Darian Bruce, and he holds he hosts a show where he where he's doing some big things with some DJs and stuff like that. So I'm gonna let him to speak more about it, and you know, tell, t- and and he's gonna be telling us exactly what he be doing and everything. So how you doing there, Darren? I'm doing great, Terrence. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So uh, what's your show about? Well, the DJ Sessions is a live streaming podcast series that features A-list celebrity DJs and local DJs. We started the show back in 2009 after I had a long career with broadcast television, podcasting, and public access, mm-hmm. where I got my start, actually. And yeah. um, basically came up with the idea out of 12 separate broadcast television shows that I had approved to air on about 13 to 14 stations on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I started dabbling into live streaming and looking at it as another distribution platform outside of podcasting and and broadcasting. And so uh, after doing kind of a, a, a kind of premier live stream of kind of mixing all my broadcast shows into one, mm-hmm. there was one portion of the show that I kind of came back easiest. This was the easiest portion to film. And that was the DJ portion, the kind of more like the intermission while we were setting up stuff. Yeah. And I had a lot of friends of mine that I had been in the nightclub scene for about 20 years at that time in, in Seattle. And I had a lot of friends that were promoters and DJs and I would go out to the nightclubs and me being a videographer, I noticed people were never capturing that. So you'd always have people saying, oh wow, were you at the nightclub the other night? That set was amazing or that night was awesome. And me being a visual storyteller of a videographer, producer, I was like, how come nobody's bringing a camera into these clubs? How come nobody's showing how awesome this was? And yeah. they're distributing it somewhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So kind of came up with the idea of the DJ sessions, bounced it around over the summer of 2009. And mm-hmm. one day my friend Alex Eagleton called me up and said, hey, I'm coming over to your house and we're doing the DJ sessions. And I said, yeah. okay. So uh, he came over, he brought his laptop, sat behind me. You can actually still watch these episodes on our website, uh, thedjsessions.com. Going back, there's a lot of old school stuff there. We have over... You know, after 12 years of doing the show, we now have over 2,100 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a roster. Uh, we've had hundreds of episodes with A-list celebrity DJs, interviews, special exclusive sets. Our resident team is growing. We're growing. Number of events. And, you know, it's kind of all just out of this idea of wanting to put DJs on live streaming. You know, mm-hmm. we just have been running with it and going with it. And we just updated our yeah. website, you know, version 3.1 which is just phenomenal and really spotlights mm-hmm. our local DJs, our resident DJs, I should say, because some of them are not local. Uh, some mm-hmm. of them are actually now touring around the world, which is awesome, you know, to watch that grow. So basically, you know, in a nutshell, you want to come see some undiscovered talent or, you know, some of the world's largest names in the industry, come to the djsessions.com and check us out. Oh, yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. It kind of sounds like, what I started doing with my radio show and stuff, um, where I was pretty much just started promoting you know, independent artists. I'm like, yo, 
yo, y'all, y'all need y'all platform. So, yo, it's pretty awesome to hear somebody doing the same thing for DJs too. You know that, that that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the one thing that I saw is that you know there was a lot of great talent in the Seattle marketplace that mm-hmm. you know a DJ focuses on what they do best, DJing. I come mm-hmm. in and do what I focus on best, and that's executive producing and creating content and distributing that content. And so merging those two together, it was kind of, it's a win-win for everyone because they aren't having to invest in a bunch of time and gear and effort. They can stay focused on what they do best, which is creating that story of music that they're going to tell to an audience. And I can Mm -hmm. focus on what I do best, which is all the back end stuff that nobody ever sees the magic of the industry, you know, what really goes on in the back end, you know, and I, I like that, you know, I've, I've never, it's so funny over the past 12 years, how many people actually think that I'm a DJ and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I own the gear, but that's production equipment for my DJs to use. I do not know how to DJ. I've never had an ask a, a desire to learn. I understand the concepts of it. Of course I can dance and I can beat, you know, dance to a beat, but spending that time, you know, track selecting, finding songs, doing all that. I got accounting and marketing and PR and editing and 15 other hats to wear that, you know, um, I just don't, you know, it's not that I wouldn't probably get a kick out of DJing, but I want to get my limelight. I just want to help other people get to that limelight and get that, get that exposure that they deserve. Hmm. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because, you know, I know that that sounds like a very good idea because, you know, like I'm starting to see all these different, um, how should I say, genres starting to come out with their own shows and stuff. And it's awesome to see, like, because I'm a, I'm a fan of music. You know what I'm saying? I'm a deep fan of music. So when I started seeing, like, like this, 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 um, like DJing has an area where they have shows and stuff like that. I like seeing stuff like that because I see it as growth and stuff. And it's the same thing that's going on with, um, with, with what I'm in, which is in spoken word. I'm starting to see more spoken word artists starting becoming more famous and known out there because of social media and, you know, different ways of marketing and stuff like that. And, so yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been, you know, ever since I got, you know, broadcast television. If you set the wayback clock to around two thousand four, five ish, you mm-hmm. know, the only way that somebody could really get exposure with a visual media context. I mean, radio was there. You might have been able to get on your local college station. You might have been able to get on, you know, an AM station. You know, those things in your local market, but as far as national and international distribution, there was nothing really in place. I mean, podcasting was there from an audio standpoint, um, but yeah. really, you know, the, the iPods came out around 2002, 2003-ish. I want to say 2000, more closer to 2003-ish, but they weren't mm. really mainstream. They weren't as big, so even podcasting them was an MP3 file. But you still had to know how to make an MP3 file. Then you had to host the MP3 file and all that fun stuff. So still you had – basically you had three mediums at the local market. You had yeah. college radio stations or you know radio stations. You had public access, which would be your video, 
you know, you could get on that. And then you had broadcast television. Well, broadcast television, you got to pay a lot of money and follow some pretty strict guidelines to be FCC approved to do all that stuff. And it just wasn't something that somebody was going to come out of pocket for and pay for time slots and, and sell commercial advertising and give them that whole racket uh, of doing that. So there really wasn't much distribution in that way until the advent of the podcast came out. You know, you had audio podcasts first. And then when the iPod video came out, you had video podcasts. And we were one of the first video podcasts in the iTunes music store. We debuted at number 48 in the iTunes music store in 2005-ish, late 2005, I believe it was. And um, we went from 1,000 downloads a week to at one point we were doing 300,000 downloads a week. And we were wondering, you know, that became our new medium. I shifted our whole paradigm uh, over from broadcast television to podcasting because we could reach not just a local audience and the show would air one time and it was gone. We could now put that podcast up and it could live online forever and mm -hmm. attract a worldwide audience. People from all over the world could watch our show. You know, and, and the rise of that just became a much more suitable medium to distribute and and have if, if you're in it, it's a numbers game. I don't care whoever tells you if you're not in this for the numbers, everyone's out there to do this yeah. because they want to get an audience. They want somebody exactly. to hear, they want somebody exactly. to watch. And you know, there there is an audience out there for everything, you know. Oh, yeah. You just gotta you just gotta find that audience, which can yeah. be an issue. I mean, funny mm -hmm. enough, our first television series that went live which was ironic, our target demographic was 18 to 24-year-old male and females yeah, you know, looking for those college kids. Well, we were actually on television, broadcast television, who were targeting with the 44-plus female mm -hmm. crowd. You know, it was like, because our shows were going at 1.30 in the morning. That's the only time yeah. slots available. You put a podcast up, or nowadays when you put a live stream up or, you know, your video on demand up, it's available 24-7 around the world. Yeah. And it's online forever. You know, as mm -hmm. long as you put your server up and it's running, you can have that episode and people can go back and watch it. And if you are putting your metadata in right when you're tagging your episodes, that's funny. I just uploaded 18 new episodes to our website right before you called, right before this call. And you put yeah. enough metadata in there, Google starts crawling that. And people start clicking and people start finding it and then they start subscribing and then you start oh, yeah. your listener base up. So, you know, that's kind of where it's at. Technology has made it very accessible for people to jump on board and, and start this process, you know, whereas back in the day, you know, if you want to be on broadcast television, you had to buy a camera that was FCC compatible. Those cameras back then started at about $20,000. Then oh, you had yeah. to buy an editing machine. Then mm -hmm. you had to buy the tapes. Then you had to buy the times. It was a hefty investment. You could go on, on public access with a VHS camcorder. You know, those were kind of expensive, but it was it was public access and that had limited reach and limited audience and limited time. Yeah. Yeah. But now you can do this all from your phone. You know, mm -hmm. you can get I, I tell I consult people all the time, and you can get a three hundred dollar setup and have your own show ready to go. But you better make sure your content's interesting. You better make sure it's compelling. You better be consistent with what you're yeah. doing. And and those yeah. are, I coach people. I've coached people over the years. They want to know how did you make it? How did you do it? And it's here's the here's the five to maybe ten things you got to do and make sure you're gonna do this. And, consistent. Uh, 
consistency is is going to be the big 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 one um you don't want to build an you know go on on mondays go on on fridays once a month three times one month zero times for the next six months you know back and forth just set a time set a date and hold to that um yeah. you know you'll start to build patterns you'll start to upgrade you'll start to find out tweaks and just start out even if it looks like crap just start with crap eventually you can make it look better um don't keep doing crap but you know it'll eventually get better over time you don't have to make a significant investment to start your own podcast brand youtube live stream nowadays it's pretty awesome oh yeah oh yeah and you and you was in line about the the um the camera equipment because I graduated in radio TV broadcasting. So, um, yeah. Yeah. The numbers he gave y'all, those are facts. <laughs> those, those cameras was going up like some thousands. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's still, it, there's still those cameras out there that cost that much. And a lot oh, of yeah. people, I was in a conversation last year with uh, a group of people, pretty big group. And, uh, one guy asked me, so what budget should I start with to get my gear, to get what I need to get to get started? And I said, what is your budget right now? And he says, zero. I said, do you have a cell phone? He goes, yes. I go, then start with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just start with something just to start. And then, yeah. you know, look at what you get. You know, you could spend mm -hmm. three, $400 on getting a nice little mic, a nice little light kit. And, and a nice little tripod to, to, for mm -hmm. stability and start your show like that. Use that for some time being to find out if you really even want to do this. Don't go spending five, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 and then find out, I really didn't like this. You know, yeah. start off yeah, with some yeah. basic gear, you know, because honestly, nobody ever just started their show and then all of a sudden had, you know, 100,000 people watching it right out the get-go. Yeah. Nobody in this industry did. It all took time testing patience perseverance you know all that stuff to get things up and running and i told him i said then when you get that 300 gear use it break it buy the same stuff again use it yeah. break it then find out if you want to upgrade and get maybe a better light kit or a better microphone or maybe oh, you know, yeah. camera switching platform or maybe it's a better laptop so you can edit faster you know or stream better you know, and, and start working your way up. But, you know, you see a lot of people, they want to dive in and just buy the best of the best. What's the best camera to get? What's the best microphone to get? What's I go, do you have a Black American Express card? And they go, no. I go, then don't worry about the best because you're not going to be able to afford it. <laughs> and you're exactly. Not, and it's overkill for what you're trying to do. It's I used to work for Apple selling computers. One of my favorite sayings, I said, look, people come in and say, I want to buy the best computer. And I said, okay, what are you using it for? I said, this, this, and this. I said, okay, look, I'm not going to sell you a Ferrari to drive three blocks down the street to go to the grocery store in unless you just really want to look good doing it. Yeah. And they go, oh, okay. I go, let's get you into the right computer that's going to work for you. And so I, you know, it's going to work for you and have longevity for you. And I use that analogy to this day, you know, or that, yeah. I use that to this day to basically let people know that, look, you don't need the biggest and the best to be the coolest on the block. There are people exactly. doing it far less getting more much more reach it really comes down to your you know it, it's your content but then the second part of this really the follow-up is what's your social engagement like 
Are yeah. you on social media? Do you have your social setup? Are you posting relevant content? Are you posting in the right groups? Are you using Discord, mm -hmm. Reddit, you know, to get out there and let people know that your content exists? Looking for those groups that yeah. you can dial in and laser beam in to that approach mm -hmm. to those groups. If if you're doing a murder mystery show, probably don't want to be pushing it into a fishing forum, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. or if you're doing a clothing or fashion show, you don't want to be pushing it during a cooking show forum. You know, yeah. find your niche and niche and and then target yeah. that. Go in there and you'll start to build followers and support. And and you know what, Darren, I wanted to say one thing. Cause you are actually saying some correct facts because just this past two months and stuff, I used to be that that guy that was like, okay, so who should I share this with? Who should I do? And I noticed my my podcast shows they was getting like like little views and stuff but anytime i post my poetry because i knew exactly where the poetry groups were when i posted in my poetry groups they was doing like 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 outshining everybody you know what i'm saying so what you were saying is actually true you gotta find the right audience to to you know sell your product to because if you if you just put it out there to any place, it's not gonna work. And yo, before you even came on here, you know, I, I was already doing that tried and true fact that you just said. And yeah, he telling y'all the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like it's it's you know, you kind of when I started this, I had a variety show. You yeah, know, we featured we we had we had. Um, you know, we cover live music, we cover nightlife, we cover restaurants, we cover fashion, yeah. we cover art, we cover short films, comedy. Um, what else did we have? We had we had a number of different shows and genres, so it was kind of like a like a, it was what in the industry we call a variety show. Yeah. We covered arts and entertainment and, and local businesses, you know. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I got laser beam approached and 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 just said, you know what, with setting all that up and going on location and filming here and filming here and studio locations and editing and all that work. I went, mm -hmm. I can set some cameras up and I started, we started in my living room, but then moved into my bedroom. You can still watch these episodes by the way. Um, you know, and I just found out it was much easier to produce. I could produce four hours of content in one setting. And this is at a time when, you know, there were internet radio stations, there were places to listen to music but you couldn't listen to your local DJs. Yeah. And let alone you couldn't stream them live and then chat with them in a chat room while they're live DJing on the show, mm -hmm. you know? And that was just, we did that in my bedroom. I got a studio. We got the mobile studio. I've had a number of different studios over the years, but you know, producing this show, I just kind of found that niche that I like doing. And I'm a huge fan of electronic music as well. So I kind of killed two birds with one stone and you know, our greatest kind of boost was in 2009, right? When we got started, uh, I was just focusing on locals. I hadn't had any idea really at that time in my head of featuring celebrity DJs on the show. And uh, I reached out to somebody, a PR rep for Dave Dresden, who is one of the world's largest known DJs. And I had interviewed him earlier that year at Winter Music Conference 2009 and he was coming to town and I asked this PR person, I said, Hey, could we get an appearance from him on the show and do, we do this live streaming thing now. And would he be willing to maybe play a set? And she said, yeah, let me ask. 
So she asked him and he said, yeah, I'll come by. I'll, I'll do an interview with you and play a set with you. And right there when Dave Dresden was playing my bedroom, this is late 2009, I went click. The, the, the click started going off in my head saying, I'm on to something here. I am yeah. on to something here. This is huge. Who else in the world is streaming A-list celebrity DJs live? Now, radio shows, yes. Like BBC One Radio, those were out there, but those were just audio programs. Nobody was really doing it with video. There were DJs out there doing it with video. I don't know where they're at now. Hopefully, they're still doing their thing. But uh, nobody was doing it like that. And once that clicked, it kind of just set all the wheels in motion. And uh, that was the first A-list celebrity I ever had come by and play my bedroom. My bedroom, mind you, uh, which was just awesome. And now, like I said, we've had hundreds of of celebrity DJs on the show and, and thousands of episodes with local local good djs playing on the show as well oh man wow that that that's awesome yo you know like because i'm just hearing this story i'm like yo that that's that's how it should be done you know what i'm saying and i i like how, how you approach that and stuff because oh yeah go ahead oh i was gonna say it, it took time though i mean it took time and mm-hmm. experience it wasn't it, like a friend of mine said, when I actually first interviewed my first A-list celebrity um, mm-hmm. long ago, Paul Oakenfold, big, big name, I was asking my friend Darren Chilson. He was running a production company. I said, hey, man, does anyone make it in the business? Is it, Are there any Cinderella stories, overnight successes? He goes, no, Darren. Everyone works really hard for a lot of years, and then they get their break. And then it seems like that's the moment they started. But really, there were years and years and years of work put behind mm-hmm. all this you know and, and most people when they see you succeed they're like oh wow look at this new show you're awesome you're on fire and it's like yeah you don't see the 12 years we were doing before this and the uh yeah. you know the 18 years before that roughly that i was yeah. in the game i've been in this game for just about 30 years now you know and, and not a, the, the the dj sessions the documentary is it, it is slated for production and mm-hmm. the, the autobiography is slated for production to tell my life story but yeah. uh, you know hopefully those two will come to fruition will come 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 about but um it, it, it there is no overnight successes you know um oh yeah you know oh it's, it's oh, a lot believe, of work oh yeah i believe that you gotta crawl before you walk but so many of us want to run before we even know how to crawl there it don't go. make sense <laughs> yeah so you know no, I used to have a whole lot of people that would like say, oh, man, you should do this, you should do that. And, you know, somebody inside me just kept on saying, no, Terrence, do poetry, you know, or, you know, CEO, go do poetry, you know, stuff like that. And the moment I started, you know, fo- doing what you said, the, the laser focus and focus on one thing, all of a sudden the pieces started going together. I was like, so while you was telling your story, I was like, Yo, his story kind of looking like how what's going on with me right now. Wait, <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's it's amazing to have this conversation with you though, for real. Yeah, well, you know, you bring something up that's a, a very relevant point. When I first started this twenty years ago, um, mm-hmm. I broke away out of public access working with my friend Giorgio Brown, who I, I started working on a show called the Cool Out Network, uh, which is mm-hmm. a hip hop public access hip hop television show and started that in 92 and worked with him up until about 2000 
And then I broke away and went to go do my own thing. We're still best friends. It's like my older brother. Love the guy to death. Oh, yeah. no, bad, no bad blood there. Um, but, you know, but um, when I started this in, in 2001, I was gearing up to produce my first executive, produce my show to Fox. And people know I was doing it. And I would get quite frequently what was called what I call the verbal pitch. And the verbal pitch was something of like, hey, you're a producer. I got a great idea for a show. You want to produce it? And, and, or, or, you know, people would give me suggestions on how to make my show better or do this. And uh -huh. I, I finally came to the conclusion. I said, look, two things. One, I'll listen to your verbal pitch. If you do me a favor, write it down on paper, put it on paper, write it down. Once uh -huh. you have that, email it to me and then we'll schedule a meeting. And I'll sit down and talk with you about your idea. Number two, uh -huh. Do you have any money to back your pitch? Yeah. <laughs> if the answer is no to that second one, then I don't listen to them. But number two, the gatekeeper was on that was uh, if they aren't going to take time to write a five sentence paragraph of what their idea is, do I yeah. really have time for them? Exactly. Now, I, I had people that would suggest this and suggest that and suggest that. And it was always funny that the people that were making these suggestions we're not financially responsible for the show either. So mm -hmm. they might say, oh, do this, do that, do that. And I go, yeah, I've looked into that. That's going to cost about five to 10 grand. Well, yeah, you should mm -hmm. still do it. Okay, are you going to give me the five to 10 grand to do it? Because mm -hmm. right now I'm already operating off a shoestring, no money, no taking money in budget. I have mm -hmm. people to this day, just recently, I should say, but even to this day, they literally think that I'm making a quarter million to half a million dollars a year with my show. Uh -huh. We are now, this is now, this is on the record, okay, on your show, 2021, we are uh -huh. operating what I like to say from my, account, from my accounting and business background, we are operating at one penny below the black, or one, somebody might say one penny in the red. Uh -huh. Everything we have gets thrown at this. There is no profit. There is no millions of dollars, no hundreds of thousands. While our operations and our company may be doing awesome, I'm not taking home a huge paycheck. But people think I, you know, the, just the illusion of what we do, how we come off, our successes, uh -huh. we share those online, and people put want to put words in our mouth and put words in our bank account. Well, that's awesome, <laughs> but it's not the truth, you know. And come most on, people in this game usually are doing it for the love of it. They're doing it for mm -hmm. a hobby unless they have a true bona fide business plan set down in writing with investors and they have a definite way of recouping those funds, which is usually through sponsorships mm -hmm. okay, and endorsements. Um, <clears throat> nobody's making a lot of money at this game. I mean, yeah, you could look yeah. at the top 1% of streamers. You know, you could look at the top. I, I, I mean, we're, we are in, <clears throat> I think, let me check right now. Let me do a quick. Quick, 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 quick pull for you here on this. I can, I can tell you what we're at. Tell you exactly where we're at on, uh, on the rankings of how, where we're at in the world. Give me some, give me a second here. Where are we at? Social Blade. I love using these. These are third-party metrics. Um, mm -hmm. that you can use the go-to and find out where we're at in the world, which is nice. We rank right now. 
Oh, come on, Darren. Where's the dang? Oh, I'm trying to find this information out for you, and I'm pulling it online, and it should be pulling up here. Oh, yeah. I Oh, here it is. We rank. Oh, where's it at? It's not here anymore. They took it away. It used to tell us where we ranked in the world. Basically, we're in the top 0.1% of streamers in the world. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, pretty big. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 pretty high up there. You know, we're we're actually a featured podcast on Twitch, you know, which is there's about 50, 60,000 of those out of the millions and millions and millions of streamers out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but even then, you know, it's not like we're not making a ton of cash, you know, mm-hmm. hand over foot. Working on it. <laughs> but um definitely um you got to get pretty big in order to start getting that, those kinds of numbers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those kind of, um, those kind of, those kind of, uh, things. And, and I, I mean, I, I give some backend information cause it's kind of not disclosing anything with my NDA with Twitch in order to make a living live streaming on Twitch, mm-hmm. you literally to make a living, you have to be in the 4,000 to 10,000 people watching you regularly on twitch to make a mm. on twitch just to put that in perspective you know uh, not, i'm not telling anyone to give up i'm not telling anyone to to you know leave the game or anything of that yeah. nature but the truth is is if you're looking at making this a living you got to start putting those numbers you got to start building yeah. your socials you got to start building your following you got to start having some marketing some pr just like what i'm doing with you right now being interviewed <laughs> on a, on a show and it's gonna your hopefully your listeners, somebody out there will go, let, I like DJs, let me go check this guy out. You know, oh, yeah. you start following our show. That's PR, you know, and mm-hmm. get it out there. And some people are nervous just to be in front of the camera. Well, if you're nervous to be in front of the camera, how are you gonna be nervous? You're gonna be nervous when you get into social forms, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you gotta kind of get over that. That oh threshold. yeah, you just push yourself out there. Oh yes, indeed, and it—I mean, like, like my my experience was like the first go around of it. It it was like, okay, we hear what we're gonna talk about. Okay, let's do this, and then I just started having fun with it. I'm like, okay, sure, it's my show. Let me just have fun with it. And when I started doing that, people started reacting to that, and you know, wanted to see more of it. And I was like, okay, cool, and let me do this. Like, like, my 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 suggestion for people is this: If you're gonna do live streaming in front of a camera, have one hundred percent fun. Because if you don't, then you be looking like, oh snap, I'm right here. What am I gonna say? The camera's going. You know, you're gonna have that 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 camera fright come in real quick. Yeah. yeah so. Have fun with it. <laughs> and shoot, that's my that's my take on the whole live streaming. Cause that's what you got to do. That's the only way. And, and you know, yeah. a friend of mine, at my friend that I mentioned earlier, Giorgio, he asked me a long time ago. He said, "So when did this stop becoming fun for you and became started becoming all about the money?" I said, "It never stopped becoming fun for me. 
Getting, exactly. the money, getting the money was how I'm running a business. And that is fun for me because I get to do more mm-hmm. things to get financed so I can do more things to have more fun. And it's Come not in my pocket. I'm getting paid for what I do, you know, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with getting paid for what you do. Um, exactly. You know, that's a hard, that's one of the hardest things that I, t- I tell you, people get into this and they want to start doing it. And they expect rewards or gains. And that doesn't happen very fast when you're doing something on your own like this. Number one. Number two, when we were in the uh, uh, public access realm and even the broadcast television realm, you know, mm-hmm. you you had the ability to sell commercial time slots. And what happened yeah. is, is because public access was free or podcasting or live streaming or YouTubing videos is free. Mm -hmm. People stop at that distribution level because they think I've made it. I've got my show produced. I've got it distributed. I don't need any money for this. I don't need to go after money to make my show better. It's distributed. Well, you and so is 1 million videos a minute on YouTube. Mm -hmm. How do you cut through the clutter? And if you're putting money out of your own pocket to market your shows, to build your viewership, how are you recuperating that money? Now, most people are working a day job. They're 40 hours a week or whatever they're working. And they're supplementing with that day job money to supplement their hobby. The question Uh is, is what happens? I shouldn't say the question is what happens is people get into that free mindset free 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 and they think they're because their job is supporting their free hobby that they're successful and that may be successful as a hobby but as a business the chief definite principle definition of business is producing a service or product with the intent of making a profit and selling that and making a profit mm-hmm so if you're making a podcast and your podcast costs you $100 to make each episode and you are taking in $100 and one penny, you are in business. You are making a profit. If you keep doing something and you keep losing money at it, losing, 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 losing money at it, you may be in business, but you're in a failed business and investors do not invest in failed businesses. They want to see that you're making money, that you're going to make money to pay them back. And sponsors don't want to throw money at something that's a lost cause either. They want you to be able to grow so they have more eyeballs on the products that are in your shows so your audience that your audience is, is seen over and over again. Again, uh-huh. they are, sponsors are a form of investor. And if you can't attract sponsors or investors, you're already pigeonholing yourself into somewhere that's going to be a downward spiral. Well, it's, it will eventually probably you'll end up in what's called burnout, you know, uh-huh. because you just won't see a reward. And, and, and if your job shifts, if something happens, you lose your job. What happens to your podcast? What happens to your show? Your show goes Mm -hmm. by, but you don't have the time, the bandwidth or the money to promote it anymore. So people become very self-reliant on thinking that because once they've been able to distribute that they've made it. And that's just actually 
that's one third of the game. It's actually so easy to, I can give a phone to a 10 year old. I mean, of course you have to be 13 or whatever. I can give a phone to a 13 year old and let him start TikToking, making a show right now. Mm-hmm. But the real, real meat and potatoes of this game comes back in the PR, the marketing, the sponsorships, the negotiations, and being able to have courage to ask for that dollar and actually have the courage to take a no. And there's going to be a lot of no's before you get to yeses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, you was 100% on that. <laughs> Man, I heard so many no's and only a few yeses. Yes, indeed. Uh, I just want to go ahead and say that real quickly. That's that's true facts. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. So is there anything that you would like to say in closing before we sign off? You know, uh, just check out that. First of all, thank you for having me on the show. It's a total pleasure. I always love talking with with people in the industry, no Mm -hmm. matter where they're at in the game. If I can be a voice of inspiration, uh, you know, support. I always say that 98% of my knowledge I give away for free. Uh, mm-hmm. 2% that I don't, and there's a reason why I'm not going to give my secret contacts out at Twitch or Apple or you know, yeah. sponsor contacts away. But 98%, I, I started this with the mission of you know, me casa is su casa. Somebody else starting out, I have no problem pointing them in the right direction because we got this wonderful thing called the internet. I found out everything I know by reading a book, researching, testing things out. If I can help somebody get over those humps a little bit quicker get them accelerated, get them up and started. I'm all down for it. So, you know, feel free to shoot me an email. You know, you can go to our website, the DJ sessions.com. Uh, pretty much everything will get funneled to me. Uh, if you have a question about anything, I can, I can do, do most things for people and point you in the right direction. But, you know, it's always been about growing the community, helping people out. You know, that's kind of our core mission statement at the DJ sessions. And that was even our core mission statement with ITV which was our broadcast television uh, series, independent television back in the day was to really help out people in the industry at all levels, uh, especially when it comes to video production and distribution. Mm. Wow. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And one thing I would like to say, and I always say this to anybody where I have an, an in-depth conversation with, you are welcome back on my show anytime. I mean, I would definitely love a follow up. You got to check out what we got going. I we got a lot of stuff going on right now, and ninety percent of it you can be able to find at our website, the, the djsessions.com. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, please hit me up for a follow up. Uh, we got twenty twenty one's finishing strong. Twenty twenty one's going to come on even harder. Or twenty twenty two. Sorry, twenty twenty two even harder. Man, I, I, I forget what year I'm in, man. Sometimes, man, these years are just flying by, man. These just flying by. They are, they are. It's been a whirlwind the last couple for us, and you know we managed to to make it through. So, yes, uh, indeed, yes, indeed. Good. But yes, indeed, and yeah, please go ahead, y'all. You know, tune into the DJ sessions. Go to the website and stuff like that. Hey, y'all. I'm CEO Spoken King. I'm signing out, and Darren. Peace, love, and blessings, brother. Peace to you as well. You have a wonderful evening. All right. Bye.
Hello, how y'all doing out there, beautiful people? It's Mr. CEO, Spooky King, and I want to talk to you today about T-Line Beats Production. That's my baby. That's my beautiful child right there. Because you know why? Every time you see me on the T-Corner, T-Line Beats Production. Every time you see me on T-Corner Live, T-Line Beats Production. Every time you see me do my poetry and it's presented to you crystal clear. Yes, it is on the banner 
of T-Line Beats Production. And I'm extending this offer to you, my beautiful audience. Yes, I want to bring T-Line Beats Production into your household, into your environment. And, you know, if you're looking to start your own podcast, come on, holler at me, okay? And I get you. I can help you get started. So once again, that is T Line Beast Production, and you know what? This CEO Spoken King signing out. <laughs>it's that time my favorite segment of the show y'all already know I am a poet by heart so with no further ado here's another exclusive poem by Mr. CEO Spoken King right here on the T Corner brought to you by T-Line Beats Production here we go y'all
I Can Finally Breathe by CEO Spoken King. I feel my life sources fading away. Like it wants to run away from this skin and abandon its spirit. But I felt this way before because depression makes you wish that you was never born. But not me. I'd rather be free than to live in this reality. I see visions in of my dreams and realize they are my destiny. So, nothing in this world would be able to stop me. So now I can breathe literally and achieve physical victory. I will not hold my Hold my head down because I am strapped to a rocket ship now, so I can only hold my head up now. I'm proud of the man I have became because my victories have overshadowed my anxieties away. Even on days when anxiety tries to play, the Heavenly Father steps in and says, my son, you will be okay. Then he washes my anxiety away and says, Son, remember, I am in your heart and in your soul. I will always be with you. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I always pray to be whole. So if you are going through this too, just remember the Father got you. Believe me, I know what you are going through. It's more like the dark and gloomy days. But yet you are trying to pray for sunshine and rays. But they don't come your way. Don't worry, the Father got you. So soldiers stand. Soldiers stand. I said soldiers stand proud. For we are all not defeated. But we hold the victory now.
What up, everybody? How y'all doing, man? Thank y'all for tuning in to today's episode. Yes, and like I like to end all my episodes, I want to wish y'all peace, love, blessings to y'all happy homes. And until next time, this is CEO Smoking King signing out. But, but I want to leave y'all with this. If you keep on asking for more, more will come. And if you believe that you are worth more, more will show. If you believe that you can do more, more will arrive. And guess what, baby? That is an upgrade to what you used to be. And today, I want to send this beautiful message to everybody that's going through mental um, depression. Like, I don't care. Whatever you're going through in life, remember one thing. You are beautiful. You are worthy. And you are worth it. Until next time, y'all. This is CEO Spoken King signing out. One love, one dream. Let's go. Let's all reach our goals in 2022, 2021, 2023. Let's do it. And you know what? I can't even leave this. I can't even leave this podcast without a salute. So, peace, love, blessings, y'all. CEO Spoken King, out.